Welcome to the old radio. The the old radio. The old the old. Ra- It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 35 of the old radio comedy podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Today is the Hump Day Happy Hour edition of the podcast, which means two back-to-back broadcasts of a classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. And today we're bringing you two episodes of the Mel Blank Show, starring, obviously, Mel Blank. It was broadcast from September 3, 1946 to June 24, 1947, and despite being only a single season long, is a great classic comedy sitcom, showcasing Mel Blank's legendary talents as one of the greatest vocal actors of all time. Now, most people today remember Blank as being the voice of various cartoon characters, such as Porky Pig, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Speedy Gonzales, among others. But Blank was a staple on many early radio comedy shows, from Jack Benny, Abbott Costello, Burns and Allen, The Great Gildersleeve, and several others, portraying multiple characters with his talents as a voice actor and impersonator. And it was that talent of his that got him his own radio show which featured Mel as the owner of a fix-it shop, who was never able to fix anything. The other character on the show that Blank regularly voiced was his cousin Zuki, his stuttering helper in the shop. He also did occasional voices for small character parts on several episodes as well. Other regular characters in the show were Betty Colby, played by Mary Jane Croft, Mr. Colby, played by Joseph Kearns, Mr. Pochnick, played by Alan Reed, and Mr. Cushing, played by Hans Conried. There were also many guest stars on the show, such as B. Benaderet, Jim Bacchus, Earl Ross, and several others. Now, the show got off to a rocky start, competing with a dozen other successful radio sitcoms at the time, and it never really caught on, mostly because of script writing and production issues. After one season, the sponsor, Colgate Palmolive, pulled their funding, and the show ended. However, for lovers of classic radio comedies and fans of Mel Blanc, the Mel Blanc show is still a gem to listen to today. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh as we bring you the first two broadcasts of The Mel Blank Show, originally broadcast on September 3rd and September 10th, 1946, right after this. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. From Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, presents the Mel Blanc Show. Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mary Jane Croft, Earl Ross, B. Benaderet, Joe Kern, Zookie, and Victor Miller and his orchestra. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard Mel Blanc as the happy postman. Hello, Mrs. Burns. Here's your mail. Well, goodbye, Mrs. Burns. Remember, keep smiling. You've heard him as the famous train caller. Train leaving on track five for an eye, Mazosa and Cucamonga. You've heard him as Pedro. Pardon me for talking in your face, senorita. Thirty days, Hacienda. April, June, and Sombrero. I think... You've heard him as the lovable character, Zuki. Well, in the fix-it shop, I'm the president, the president, the president, I'm the vice president, the vice president, I'm the treasurer, I sweep out the place. You've heard him as the famous Warner Brothers cartoon character, Bugs Bunny. What's up, Doc? Now hear him as the star in his own show. Hello, Mel Blanc's fix-it shop. You bend it, we mend it. Do you have a broken chair in your house? A broken table in your house? Anything that's housebroken? 
Well, don't try to fix it yourself. Don't ruin it. Bring it to Mel Blank. Let him do it. Right now in the fix-it shop, Mel's uncle is talking to our hero's general assistant, Zuki. Zuki, come here, will you? Well, I can't. I'm too busy. This Here I am. What time is it, Zuki? Well, according to me and my work clock, it's I can't tell you. Why can't you tell me? Well, because by the time I tell you what time it is, it's some other time. Come on, Zuki. Here come Mel and Betty. Let's get out of here. Look, darling, don't you see? The fix-it shop will never amount to a thing as long as you let your Uncle Rupert and Zuki live with you. Well, gosh, honey, I have to let them stay here. Well, why can't that uncle of yours go to work? Well, he's still weak from his overseas shots. Overseas shots? Yeah, he got them in 1917. <laughs> he spent six months in Pierre's Bar and Grill in Paris, 20 shots a night. <laughs> that I can almost believe. Oh, that's right. The last time he saw Paris, he didn't see it so good. Oh, Mel, why don't you try to be serious about business? Well, I try. And another thing, do you realize that we have been engaged now for five years? Gosh, our wooden anniversary. <laughs> don't you think we might begin toying with the idea of getting married? Oh, now, honey, you know I've been working on our nest egg. Well, we're both getting old, the egg and I. <laughs> well, yeah, but... Mel Blank, now this is what I'm talking about. Now, look. Look at this birthday card my father got from the Eternal Life Insurance Company this morning. Now, why don't you do something like that? Why don't you try to build goodwill? Okay. I'll send a birthday card to everybody in town who has a birthday this month. Oh, Mel, that's wonderful. And another thing. I'm going to talk to Uncle Rupert and put him straight. Oh, darling, it's so good to hear you talk like this. I'll tell Uncle. He'll just have to buckle down and, and loaf somewhere else. <laughs> I'm sorry, Uncle Rupert, but that's the way it's got to be. Melvin, my boy, I'm hurt. Haven't Zuki and I been everything to you? Well, not exactly. I haven't been everything to you? No. That's why I want to get married. <laughs> you can't even cook. Well, anyway, my lad, let's not be hasty. I've got another idea. Why don't I go on living here and work for you? Oh, but Uncle Rupert, I can't afford to pay you anything. Oh, that's all right, nephew. After a while, you'll owe me so much money, I'll own the fix-it shop. Well, yeah, Then but... you can go to work for me until you earn enough money to get it back. Say, both of us can make a darn good living like that for years. We... Now, wait. Doesn't hit you, eh? No. Uncle Rupert, you're not talking me out of this. I see what you mean. Well, Melvin, if this means the parting of the ways... I shall simply have to ask Widow Longnecker to marry me. Oh, but you said yourself marriage is a serious thing. Are you sure Mrs. Longnecker's your type? Why, of course Clara is my type. She's rich, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, but you should marry for love. Well, I love money. <laughs> but she's so long and lanky. Melvin, my lad, when a lady is that wealthy, she's not long and lanky. She's tall and stately. Well, have it your way. Now, will you send Zuki for those birthday cards? Indeed, I will. Oh, Zuki. Zuki, will you come here, please? Well, I can't. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Here I am. Mel wants you to go down to City Hall and get a list of people's birthdays. Oh, well, people's... Yeah. Then stop off on your way back and pick up some birthday cards in the five and ten. Yeah. Have you got that straight now? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm looking for the young man. This is the Bureau of Vital Statistics. Yeah, I know. Oh. We have records on everybody from the cradle to the grave. Records on men, records on women. Also, Spike Jones playing the gypsy. <laughs> what can I do for you? Well, I, I, I'm looking for the birthday. You know, Hey, I bet you was a beautiful baby. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed I was. Why, my mother used to... Oh, so that's it. You're expecting a baby. Oh, uh, how could I have a baby? 
I'm not even married. Well, you should have thought of that before. Marriage licenses are down the hall. I'm a confirmed bachelor. I don't believe in me. I'm put loose in fancy. Fancy. Nobody wants me. Now, make up your mind what you want. Our files are complete from the cradle to the grave. We have the cross index to ZY, countercross to AAL, and crisscross to YYZ. Ending with a fiscal year MCMXLV. Now, what do you have? Let me hear Spike Jones playing the gypsy. I give up. Look, here's a list of everything we've got. You can take your pick. Oh, thanks. Hmm. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, this printing is sure close to the paper. <laughs> is that you, Zuki? It's about time you... Oh, oh, it's you, Mrs. Longnecker. How are you today? Oh, me. Another day, another dividend. Oh, the woes of wealth. Well, what's the matter, Mrs. Longnecker? Oh, it's so annoying. I was at the bank all day today. You were? Yes. The bank wants to borrow some money from me. <laughs> but I'm not going to give it to them. Why not? They haven't paid the last loan I made them. If they don't pay me back soon, I'll just have to foreclose. I get more darn banks that way. <laughs> oh, money, money, money. Think of it, Melvin. I'm just swimming in wealth. What a beautiful way to drown. <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, Mrs. Longnecker. Yes? Uh, were you born this month? Was I what? Were you born this month? Oh, oh, good. I'm just out doing a little shopping for my mother who's still in the hospital. <laughs> well, you see, I'm sending birthday cards from the fix-it shop to everybody in town who has a birthday this month. Well, what on earth for? Oh, it's a great business idea. Make a lot of money so Betty will be proud of me. Money. Doesn't that fiancé of yours realize the terrible things money can do to a human being? Why, just look at me. Yeah, maybe I ought to warn her. Uh, do you think ah, that I... my dear Clara, this is indeed a pleasure. Well, I didn't come here to give you pleasure. What do you want, Rupert? I wish I could tell you how radiant you are, my dear. How like a tall, stately slapling... <laughs> sapling... <laughs> Sapling in the breeze. <laughs> yes, I wish I could tell you, but I don't have the words. Well, considering you did it without words, it was okay. <laughs> Please, Rupert, I'm in no mood for your nincompoopity. <laughs> nincompoopity? Oh, oh, Melvin, I've quite forgotten what I came in for. I'm giving a reception tonight at the mansion, and I want you to come up and fix a loose floorboard on the front porch. A loose floorboard? Yes. Every time somebody walks into the house, the board comes up and slaps them in the face. Gee, that's embarrassing. It's even more embarrassing when they walk out. <laughs> Goodbye, Mrs. Longnecker. Well, Betty, all the birthday cards are mailed out. Oh, Mel, I can't wait to see what happens. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if someday I have to use a velvet rope to handle the crowds in front of the fix-it shop. Yes, honey. Why, the fix-it shop will become a household word. You know, like, uh, like, like Drano. <laughs> yes, darling. Can I see one of the cards? Oh, sure. Here. Oh, they're pretty. Let's see, it says, best wishes on this most joyous of all occasions, your very own natal day. Yeah, natal day. That means birthday. I looked it up. Now, wait a minute. What's this? What's what? Behind this little flap on the card. Look what it says. Oh, I didn't notice any flap. It says, I hope the gift I'm sending you under separate cover will brighten this most joyous of all occasions, your very own natal day. That, that means birthday. I... Oh, Mel, what did you do? I looked it up. Don't you realize what this means? Oh, yeah. It means I've got to get 98 birthday presents for all the people I sent cards to. Oh, if I don't, they'll never come near the fix-it shop. And you were going to keep the crowd back with a velvet rope, no less. Well, I can still find use for the velvet rope. For what, for instance? Well, not everybody can afford to hang himself with a velvet rope. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth powder. How often it happens. You meet a man and you think, he's a nice fellow, but... But what? Well, you hate to say it, but it's that little breath of trouble. I mean, unpleasing breath. And the chances are this chap doesn't dream that a breath of trouble is tagging him, making him unpopular, hindering him in business, spoiling his fun. Without suspecting it, you may be the victim of unpleasing breath. So be on your guard against it. Just do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name Colgate Tooth Powder with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Okay, come here, please. Yeah, okay. Don't take a chance with your every, 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 every romance. Oh, Mel, I wish I could think of some way to help you. Gosh, Betty, what am I going to do for presents for those people? I've thought of everything. Well, it's no use worrying about it now. I guess something like this could happen to anybody. Yeah, but it always happens to me. Oh, Mel. Betty, you know you're the only girl in the world for me, don't you? Am I? You're the only girl who'll have me. <laughs> and and you're so pretty, too. You know, every morning I think of you while I'm shaving. Uh, I'm glad. Sure. I look in the mirror and I say to myself, Gosh, you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, you, you know what I mean. You're so sweet and I'm such a worthless, brainless, shiftless, stupid... Gee, aren't you going to interrupt me? <laughs> oh, don't worry, darling. Everything will be all right. The world always has an opening for someone like you. You just have to find it. What do you mean, find an opening? Look at the hole I'm in now. Melvin, my lad, your troubles are over. What do you mean, Uncle Rupert? In this big package, you see 100 beautiful boxes of candy. They'll make 100 most appropriate birthday presents for the people you sent the birthday cards to. Hey, that's swell, but where did you get them? It so happens I ran across a dear old friend today, one Harry Greenspagel, who now owns the Ace Novelty Company. Yeah? Ah, good old Greenspagel. Used to be a fellow vendor in a burlicue house in Hoboken. Uncle Rupert, I never knew you sold things in the burlesque house. Huh? Oh, <laughs> purely educational. Photographic knowledge for a gentleman who never went to college. Postcards, to be exact. Postcards? Oui, oui. Ooh la la. Uncle Rupert. Oh, <laughs> inspirational views of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, let's get these boxes in the mail. Say, I'll be doing better than the life insurance company. They only sent out birthday cards to customers. The cheapskates. Yeah. I'll be sending bonbons by Greenspagel. De Paris. I guess this will show people in this town this isn't a melon I have for a head. That's right, Melvin. You've got brains in that melon. <laughs> Rupert, it was nice of you to get that candy for Mel. You know me, Betty. Unselfish to a fault. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, I don't understand it. We mailed that candy out two days ago, and we haven't received one thank you note. Not even a phone call. Oh, look, here comes Mrs. Longnecker. Ah, maybe this is my chance to win her hand. The one that signs the checks. <laughs> I have just one box of candy left. I'll try it on her and see how she likes it. Well, good luck to you. I'll leave you two alone. Ah, Clara, my dear. Uh, hello, Rupert. So glad you dropped in. Now, Rupert, I'm in no mood for your nincompoopity. <laughs> but, Clara, I have a beautiful gift for you. A gift for me? Oh, how nice, Rupert. Yes, a box of French bonbons, direct from Paris. Made by my very good friend, Monsieur Greenspagel. Oh, you shouldn't have done it. <laughs> oh, it's quite all right. A gift for the fairest of the fair. 
They come to you untouched by human hands. Greenspago wrapped them himself. Well, I, I must open them immediately and try one. Try one of the peanut clusters. Oh, but these are not peanut clusters. These, these are ordinary peanuts. If I'd known you were coming, my dear, I'd have clustered them myself. Yes. Well, no, I think I'll try one of these caramels. Mmm. Delicious, aren't they, my dear? Mm. Stop jumping up and down, Claire. <laughs> what the devil's the matter with her? to Mrs. Longnecker. Maybe she hasn't learned how to use her new upper plate. <laughs> Learn? What does she do? Take lessons? Hey, what happened anyway? Hold on. What's this inside the candy box? What? Oh. Oh. Ace Novelty Company's number one joker. Be the life of the party. Treat your friends to sure pucker alum candy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Fifty mirthquakes to a box. Laugh yourself to death. There's been some mistake, nephew. Oh, some mistake is right. I can just see 98 people chasing me down the street, all of them yelling, Kill Bill Black! Kill Bill Black! <laughs> take it easy, take it easy. What are you doing? <laughs> Can't you see? I'm laughing myself to death. Laughing! <laughs> Gosh, I feel awful. Gosh, if only one of those people we sent the candy to would say something, if they'd only do something, why don't they? It takes a little time. A lawyer. Gee. I bet they could send me to the state penitentiary for doing this to people. They can't send you to a state penitentiary, Melvin. Of course they can. Using the mails to defraud is a federal offense. <laughs> state penitentiary and federal prison. You know what I'll have pinned on me? A two-way stretch. Now, now, don't be silly. Hey, uh, 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 the mailman is coming. Oh, he's got loads of mail. Hey, uh, you'd better leave by the back door, Mel. Yes, nephew, run for the hills. No, Uncle Rupert. I'm going to face the music. Well, well. Quite a bit of mail for you today, Mr. Blank. Wait. All those boxes. It's the candy we set out. And those are all the birthday cards. Here. Let me see. Hey. Hey, they all read the same way. Listen. Return to sender. Addressee deceased. That means dead. I looked it up. Huh? Say, Mel, I think I know what happened. Well, I wish you'd tell me. Don't you see? Zuki got the wrong list down at City Hall. Instead of birthdays, he got the names of people who passed away. Oh. Then I'm safe. Nothing happened. That's right, and you can thank Zuki for that. Gosh, yeah. Gee, you saved my life, Zuki. I could kiss you. Hey, uh, you can't kiss me. Uh, don't you dare to kiss. Don't you kiss. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Well, we'll be back in the fix-it shop in just a minute for a Zookieism. What's a Zookieism? <laughs> Wait and see. Use Colgate tooth powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth powder. Take it from me, that little breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, can put the end in friendship or even give the air to a love affair. And the worst of it is, you may not even suspect it, because unpleasing breath can catch up with you without your knowing it. So ask yourself, could you be the victim of unpleasing breath? Guard against it this way. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate tooth powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name Colgate tooth powder with the accent on powder. 
Zuki, we had quite an experience with those birthday cards. You know, Zuki, I like to feel that you learn something from it. Yes, Zuki, everything has a moral. Just what did you learn? Well, uh, to tell you the truth, I learned that anything worth anything worth you must keep your nose to the grinds, the grinds, the grinds. You gotta keep your nose to the grinds. I learned that. <laughs> it sure pays to be ignorant. This is Bud Easton reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at the same time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. The Mel Blanc Show was written by David Victor and Herb Little Jr. and was produced and directed by Joe Ryan. Say hello to Halo Shampoo if you want naturally bright and beautiful hair. For Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Halo lets hair sparkle with natural brilliance. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather to quickly carry away loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. From Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, presents the Mel Blanc Show. Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mary Jane Croft, Earl Ross, B. Benadera, Joe Kearns, Leora Thatcher, Zucky, and Victor Miller and his orchestra. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard Mel Blanc as the happy postman. Hello, Missy Burns. Here's your mail. Well, goodbye, Missy Burns. Remember, keep smiling. You've heard him as the famous train caller. Train leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. You've heard him as the lovable character, Zookie. Well, in, in the fix-it shop, I'm the president of the... President of the... Uh, I'm, I'm the vice president of the... Uh, I'm the vice president of the... I'm the treasurer of the... Treasurer. <laughs> I sweep out the place. <laughs> you heard him as the famous Warner Brothers cartoon character, Bugs Bunny. Watch up, guy. Now hear him as the star in his own show. Hello, Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. You bend it, we mend it. Now let's drop in at Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop, where you're pretty sure to find things in an awful fix. Well, it seems that Mel's fiancée, Betty, has been dropping none too subtle hints about the need for efficiency in the fix-it shop. I wouldn't say that Uncle Rupert and Zookie are exactly moochers, but, well, they're more than just a little worried. Zookie, we have to show that we're efficient around here or else. So you'd better try working faster. Oh, I'm, I'm a quick, all right. See, I, I, I'm like a bolt of lightning. I'm, I'm a regular dynamo. dynamo <laughs> I think I blew a fuse. Zuki, here comes Mel. Quick, get busy. Hey, okay. Hello, Mel. What kept you so long? Oh, that Adams job was bigger than I expected. Her toaster wasn't the only thing Mrs. Adams broke. She broke her lawnmower and she broke her electric iron. I hope you presented the lady with a substantial bill. I couldn't. Mrs. Adams was broke, too. <laughs> oh, I see. Hey, Uncle Rupert, Betty's right. As a businessman, I'm a washout. We need a little efficiency around here. Just look at this place. It's a shambles. Oh, I don't know. It just has a sort of a lived-in feeling. Yeah, lived-in. I'm serious. Just look at that cigar butt on the floor. 
Is that yours, Uncle? No, my lad. You saw it first. <laughs> oh, stop kidding. My, you are in a sour mood, nephew. Look, why don't you get yourself a ticket for the girly review at the Gaiety tomorrow night? It'll cheer you up. Now, Uncle, have you seen the pictures of Fifi Divine the star? Why, that gorgeous little lady has everything. And she carries it so well. <laughs> Uncle Rupert, you know I wouldn't waste a breath on any other girl but Betty. Why, Betty's the most wonderful girl in... Hello there, sugar boy. I'm Fifi Divine. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to waste a breath. On her, it wasn't wasted. Gosh, I feel better already. You've got a sign outside that says you can fix anything under the sun. I specialize in little jobs under the moon. <laughs> Look, Pop, get back to your funny papers. I'll talk to your straight man here. Uh, well, what can I do for you, miss? Well, I'm the star of the Pinup Girl Review opening at the Gaiety Theater tomorrow night. Uh, you've been at the Gaiety, haven't you, sugar boy? Oh, sure. I go there practically every night. Why, Melvin? Well, it's the only place in town you can get Hershey bars. <laughs> oh, you're cute. Look, sugar boy, you see this little gadget? I want you to fix it for me. Sure. It's just a little zipper. Oh, it's not just a little zipper. There's only one like it. It was made especially for me in my harem dance. Harem dance? Mm-hmm. That's the one Anna didn't do for the King of Siam. <laughs> Why not? Did he have a weak heart? <laughs> you see, in my dance, the miracle zipper drops off one veil when I go like this. Another one when I go like this. And another one when I go like this. Look, Uncle, no hands. <laughs> well, make sure you have my miracle zipper ready by tomorrow. Goodbye, sugar boy. Goodbye. Well, Mr. Vine, it just happens I'm going your way. Which way are you going? <laughs> Gee. Hello, sugar boy. Hello. Oh, oh, oh hello, Betty. Well, well, you see, there was something wrong with her zipper, so naturally, she thought of me. Huh. Uh, I didn't see you come in. Obviously. Oh, that, that was Fifi Divine, the glamorous dancer at the gaiety. Glamorous? Huh. I can't say she wears clothes very well. Wearing clothes isn't her specialty. <laughs> Never mind. I have something more important to talk to you about, Mel. I know, Betty. Efficiency. Yes. I finally found a man who will tell you how to run your business, what to buy, what to sell, and how much to charge. Gee, he must be from Washington. Well, he's an efficiency expert, just came to town. Herbert Goodhue. Now, are you or are you not going to let me get a hold of him for you? Well, okay, honey. Uh, when will you get in touch with him? The day before yesterday. Oh, the day before... Huh? <laughs> yes, I wanted to make sure you wouldn't change your mind. Mr. Blank, I'm Herbert Goodhue, the efficiency expert. How do you feel? Well, I had a little cold... Who cares? Huh? That's your first lesson in efficiency, Blank. I've just known you a few minutes. How could I possibly care how you feel? But you asked Always me. get to the point. That's the good you speedy deedy way. Speedy deedy? Now, listen, Mr. Blank. I'll give you an example of what real efficiency can do for people. For instance, when Mrs. Goodhue and I converse, we use my famous peachy speechy system. Peachy speechy? Not a word wasted. For instance, if I want to compliment Mrs. Goodhue on a delicious dinner, I do not say, darling, the flounder was so delicious it simply melted in my mouth. You don't, huh? No, indeedy. That wouldn't be speedy, deedy. I leave out all the unimportant words and say, darling, flounder, mouth. <laughs> well, I guess you can't get away with that as long as you say darling. <clears throat> What's that you're fooling with? Oh, I have to see about Miss Fifi's zipper. Uh, <clears throat> well, what you do outside of business hours is no concern of the Goodhue Efficiency Program. Uh, Mr. Goodhue, I don't think you understand. I see I'll have to change your whole business approach. First of all, how do you say no to your customers? Oh, I just open my mouth and it rolls out. <laughs> when you say no, you've got to make people realize you mean it. Oh? I have proof that dogs and guinea pigs, that when you shake your finger in their faces and say no, spelling it out N-O, they react fastest. Well, what about the dogs and guinea pigs that can't spell? <laughs> Number two, another feature of my speedy deedy plan. Yeah? Look at this mad jumble here in your shop. When I'm through, every time you turn around, you'll fall over just what you're looking for. It never fails. Do you sell accident insurance, too? 
And number three, that's the hearty departy way of saying goodbye. Gosh, I better write all these things down. It's a goodbye with just a touch of hello in it, like this. Goodbye! <laughs> Gosh, that may sound like you're glad to see them go. Oh, you're a lucky man, Mr. Blank. When I'm through in your fix-it shop today, you'll be master of speedy-deedy, peachy-speechy, and hearty-departy. Okie-dokie. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'll do it for Betty. Ah, oh, that's the old speedy-deedy. I'll do it even if it drives me slappy-happy. <laughs> You want me to fix this vase, Mrs. Otis? Yes, if you please, Melvin. Oh, you should see my little grandchild. Poor little fellow, he's teething. My daughter just has to keep burping him all the time. Who cares? Uh, huh? What, what was that? Speedy Deedy, Speedy Deedy. Mel Blank, you're much too old for baby talk. About your vase, the answer is no. No. N-O. No. I... I don't understand you. Funny dogs and guinea pigs understand. Take your finger off of my face. I think you've gone mad. Give me back my face. Okay, where is it? Oh! <laughs> my bar! My precious Chinese bar! <laughs> you see, another feature of the speedy deedy plan. Oh. You can't turn around without falling over just what you're looking for. It never fails. I'm getting out of here, but you're going to pay for that ball. Mrs. Otis, I almost forgot. Hardy the party. Goodbye! <laughs> Gosh, Uncle Rupert. Mr. Goodhue's efficiency plan is ruining me. I lost three good customers already today. Four. Don't forget Mrs. Longnecker. My beloved Clara, the richest woman in town. Did she walk out, too? Not before she slapped my face. But why? I decided to try Mr. Goodhue's peachy-speechy system to propose marriage. You know, leave out all the unimportant words. Well? Why was I eloquent. I suggested I come and live with her in her mansion, spend all our days together, perhaps have a few little ones. Well, those are certainly honorable intentions. I meant them to be. But one of the unimportant little words I left out of my proposal was marriage. <laughs> What's going to happen next? Well, I fixed Miss Fifi's zipper, but I can't find it anywhere. What? All this darn efficiency stuff. Oh, I'll ruin her career. She'll drag me into court. She'll sue me for every dollar I've got. I just hope Mr. Goodhue is satisfied. Now, now, Melvin. He and his speedy deedy, peachy speechy, hearty to party. He just left out the most important thing, that's all. What's that, nephew? Harry Carey. <laughs> Often it happens. You meet a man, and you think, he's a nice fellow, but... But what? Well, you hate to say it, but it's that little breath of trouble. I mean, unpleasing breath. And the chances are, this chap doesn't dream that a breath of trouble is tagging him, making him unpopular, hindering him in business, spoiling his fun. Without suspecting it, you may be the victim of unpleasing breath. So be on your guard against it. Just do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name Colgate Tooth Powder with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Well, let's drop back again at Mel Blank's Fix-It Shop, where the new efficiency plan of Speedy Deedy, Peachy Speechy, and Hearty Departy has the morale very low in Deedy Weedy. 
Sookie, if P.T. sues Mel and he loses the shop, we'll be out on the street. Frankly, I'm worried. Oh, yes, yes, yes so am I. I'm uh, beside myself with it. If he, if he, if, I'm beside myself with... I'm beside myself with... Hey, it's getting crowded in here. <laughs> There's only one chance. Mel is out somewhere trying to find something like that zipper right now. Gosh, I, I sure hope he finds it. Good Lord, here comes Fifi now. You talk to her, Zookie. Uh, meet me? But don't tell her Mel lost that zipper. Don't let her pry it out of you. I'm leaving for the back door. Well, uh, don't worry. I'll, I'll take care of her. I know what to tell her. I know just what I'm going to say. Hello, sugar boy. I'll say it. My. My, you're cute. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Azuki. I, I, I work for Mel. Where is your boss? I came to pick up my zipper. Oh, well, uh, Mel just stepped out for a me, me, uh, for a me, me, me. He, he'll be back in a couple of hours. Uh, 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 he'll be back in a few days. <laughs> I think he got lost. <laughs> well, we don't need him, Zuki. Fifi just wants her zipper. Now tell, tell me where Mel left it. Come on, sugar boy. <laughs> oh, you can tell me anything. We're here all alone, aren't we? That's it, nice and cozy. But I can always call for help. We're all alone. And after all, you're a man and I'm a woman. Well, let's leave it that way, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm tired of this. You tell that pinheaded boss of yours, if I don't have that zipper for my show tonight, I'll sue him for every dollar he's got. Don't you butt me. Do you know what that zipper's supposed to do for me tonight? Oh, oh, oh sure. <laughs> Keep your shirt on. <laughs> Darling, I'm so sorry. This whole efficiency business is my fault. But I was just thinking of you. Oh, it's not you, Betty. It's just that I'm not good enough for you. Mel, don't you dare talk like that. Well, I know a couple of people who can't see why you want to marry me. Your mother and your father. Oh, darling. Your grandmother. Uncle Emmett. Cousin Oliver. Darling. And then there's a couple of others. Mr. Thayer, the banker. Mr. Cooney, the traffic cop. Mr. Albernathy, the taxidermist. Oh, my old scoutmaster. My landlady. The 4-H club. The American Legion. The Shriners. The UNO. Oh, darling, you're such a fool. But I do love you. And I love you too, Betty. I'll get out of this somehow. I'll just keep a stiff lower lip. <laughs> Mel, the expression is upper lip. Well, can I help it if it's my lower lip that's trembling? <laughs> You'll be here any minute, Uncle Rupert. I don't know what else I can do. I just can't find her zipper. Well, nephew, don't worry. If worst comes to worst, I'll go out and get a job. Gosh. I'd hate to see you spoil your record. <laughs> oh, my gosh, here comes Dr. Crabb, the veterinarian. He would come at a time like this. Never mind, my lad. I'll take care of that canine killdare. Oh, thanks, Uncle. I'll go and take one last desperate look around. Well, hello, Christopher. How's the dog doctor this morning? Consulting veterinarian, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? Nothing's the matter with me. Got <laughs> a catch in my throat. Uh, could I have a pan of water, please? Christopher, do you realize you're even getting to sound like a dog? Why, thank you, Rupert. Dog is man's best friend. <laughs> 
In fact, I understand them. You understand what dogs say? Why, certainly. I have a little Pekingese. When he looks up at me with his big watery eyes and says, uh, You know what that means? He's hungry. Oh, somebody must have told you. (laughs) But dogs are wonderful. When my little cocker spaniel goes over to meet my great Dane, he says, And then the great Dane says, And then that little cocker. Big Dane says, And what does that mean? I don't know, but they sure understand each other. Oh, please go away. Yeah, I must be going now. But remember, elephants need your sympathy, especially adults. They blow their nose and wait so long until they get results. (laughs) Well, bye. I know, Miss Devine. I should be over at the theater right now, but I can't go on. What am I going to dance in, my girdle? Mmm, that ought to be snappy. (laughs) Hey, that's what I'll do. I got it. I got it. What are you doing? No, don't push all those things off the counter. Have you gone crazy, man? Now, you stay out of this, Mr. Goodhue. Uncle Rupert, throw those nuts and bolts where they belong. Yeah, that's right. Right there in the sink. And all this goes back where it was, too. Mel, what have you done? Goodness, the fix it shop's a shambles. Everything just the way it was yesterday morning. The same mess. The same mess? Are you sure, Mr. Goodhue? I should know. I should know. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Darling, where are you going? To get Miss Fifi's zipper. Now that everything's in order again, I know just where it is. Here, you see? It was inside Mrs. Zabrowski's zither. You know, Z for zither and Z for zipper. Oh, let me have that zipper. I've got to run to the theater. And to show you there's no hard feelings, I'll bring my car around for you to fix. Well, what's wrong with your car? Uh, you know me, sugar boy. I strip the gears. <laughs> so Something else I can do for you, Mr. Blank. Mr. Goodhue, the answer is no. No? N-O. That spells no. Goodbye, Mr. Goodhue. You know, hearty to party. Goodbye! <laughs> For a Zookieism. What? You never heard of a Zookieism? Well, hang around. Use Colgate tooth powder, keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth powder. Look, let's face the facts. A little breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, is no respecter of persons. Girl or woman, man or boy, teamster or tycoon, debutante or duchess. All are possible victims of unpleasing breath. Why, even you, though you don't suspect it, may risk your happiness, ruin your romance, even jeopardize your job because of unpleasing breath. So isn't it best to be on your guard, to watch out for that little breath of trouble? My advice is do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date, with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. Remember the name Colgate Tooth Powder with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth powder. 
Well, Zuki, we've had a lot of excitement, but I hope you learned something about efficiency. Yes, Zuki, to be efficient, you should score yourself on things like ingenuity, perseverance, industry. How would you score yourself? Uh, well, on ingenuity, I, I, I score... Uh, on perseverance, I score... On industry, I score... I don't know what the score is. This is Bud Easton reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at the same time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar in. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Mel Blanc's show was written by David Victor and Herb Little Jr. and was produced by Joe Ryan. Say hello to Halo Shampoo if you want naturally bright and beautiful hair. For Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Halo lets hair sparkle with natural brilliance. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather to quickly carry away loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar in. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Ladies, help out by taking your used kitchen fat to your butcher. He'll pay you four cents a pound. Sell him a can of fat this week for sure. Those were the very first two broadcasts of the Mel Blank Show from September 3rd and September 10th, 1946. I hope you enjoyed them. Be sure to visit us at anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast if you'd like to leave a comment or make a suggestion for a classic comedy radio program you'd like to have featured on this podcast. Be sure to tune in three times a week for more laughs right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Yay!